Welcome to Brew Time, guys, where three buds have a conversation over a brewski. Now, here are your hosts, Chris, Jim, and Cam. Let's go. The intro a few a few times by now, but Cam still just vibes out to it every time. <laughs> Dude, that, every time. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It just gets me going. It does get you going quicker than your mom when she's going to get milk. I don't know. I'm sorry. She still hasn't wow. came back, my guy. Still hasn't well, came back. She hasn't found a good soccer team to steal from yet. <laughs> oh, yikes. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> you haven't already, deep. look it up. Well, you know, I thought I thought Seattle had a good soccer team. Yeah? Maybe she's going to move on to the NFL with the big leagues. <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> dang. Different, different kind of soccer there. Yeah. Foot the ball. Foot the ball. Hey, I got Whoa. a quick question for you guys. I might this have an answer. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure somebody here has an answer, but it just makes me laugh every time I think of it, just in case. Uh, the guy who invented the Segway. Do you guys know? Uh, you probably don't know his name. Not that it really matters, but do you know where he is now? Uh, probably roaming the roaming the mall, and his name is Paul Blart. No, does anybody have a better guess than that? Oh, prison. No, I bet Rob knows. Dead. No. <laughs> what, what'd you say, Rob? Maybe he's dead. Uh, Rob is the closest. Uh-oh. Really? No yeah. shot. Oh. And <laughs> the ultimate turn of irony: the inventor of the Segway died when he drove his Segway off a cliff. If you did not know that, that's true. <laughs> you story. are lying. <laughs> Absolutely You're not lying. lying. Absolutely not lying. No way. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you the oh, truth. Dude, I'm looking that up right now. What's his uh, name? His name is James Hezelden. Hezel? Yeah, H-E-S-E-L-D-E-N. Yep, yep. He uh, was he drove it right off a cliff and fell, I think it was like 80 to 100 feet to his death. Uh, can we take a t- can we take a time out for just one second here? Because I'd like to point out that Jim and I were told prior to last week's episode not to uh, be typing on our computers as we're recording because they could hear. They could hear the I don't clack. care. This is a and very who, valuable moment. Whose who's keyboard do I hear clickety clacking in the back? This is a very valuable moment, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that you know, this I'm, is confirmed. I'm just, no, I'm, this just, is I'm confirmed. just pointing out the irony, sir. I am what? drunk. I've taken I, five drinks of this, and I am sick. I am drunk. Okay, <laughs> I know. I know it's confirmed. You think I would lie to you? <laughs> <laughs> I am confirming re- it. Have you not researched the other stuff that we've already? <laughs> I've researched most of it, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. Uh, that is crazy. Th- How ironic, man. He died on a Segway. At least, well, you know what? At least he died doing something that he loved. Just ask my wife and my and the reason why my kids are here. I don't come ill prepared. <laughs> Huzzah! We seriously went there. Yeah, we Emotional did. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, All right, Cam but, and Chris. Hey guys, uh, Chris. Yeah, we have a guest here that you didn't introduce. In your uh, intro. You know, I was going to get to that because you know rob i'm sorry i i totally missed the part i thought he mentioned you in the intro and i started thinking sure for a second. i'm like nope he didn't 
So sure why don't you go ahead and introduce our guests that we have so we don't look like a bunch right. of assholes. Well, <laughs> for those of you that have been keeping up with our podcast, last week we kind of went into the aliens and conspiracy theory part of things, and I figured we'd keep the ball rolling with a little side side winding trip down the little side path there, and we're going to continue it with uh, perhaps some... Chris just Ghost drove a segue stories. off the cliff. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so Rob is here with us. <clears throat> and Rob is part of a group called Crossroads Research Group. Is that correct, Rob? Did I, did I say that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, so Rob is going to be our guest today with uh, some information about what he does. And we welcome you here, Rob. Are you ready to have some fun? Absolutely. We're going to have a little bit of fun, and then we're going to get into some of the uh, the creepy stuff that Rob does. And I think Rob's down to have fun along the ride, or as Chris would Sound say, good? down the path of off the path. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, don't, you, don't, of- you don't have me introduce anybody, because I will take that path off the beaten path, and that leads off. And then you'll find the- a new path, and yep. segue and then off, off the cliff. cliff. And then, I'll, then I'll segue <laughs> off that. Into yeah. <laughs> into an it, abyss. It happens. Into, into an abyss on my Segway. <laughs> well, as uh, as as we've done in the past here, I'd like to get your guys' live reaction to a picture. You know, I, I had you look up Tub Girl. I had you look up. Uh, I don't remember the LeBron's toe. Mm. So I want to hit you with another one today, and this one's a special meme that I made myself. And uh, we're also gonna since we have a guest here, we're gonna have Rob. Go down the path off of the path of the beaten path of us. <laughs> so, Let's I go. Am a, I am sending you guys a picture right now. It's a meme that I made off of a movie that most of us should know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please tell me that's you. <laughs> Please tell me that's you. <laughs> Fucking A right it is. Let's go. <laughs> you, you have to send it send it to Rob. Send it to Rob. We need his reaction. We need his reaction right now. Send it to Rob. Rob is it, is it, <laughs> oh After Rob sees it, does anybody want to ex- try to do their best to describe the meme to our guests? Um well I can describe it. No, no, no. Let Rob, Let Rob see it first. Let Rob see it. Before you describe it, <laughs> dude, Rob's I don't know why like, I still have it on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> show it to Mrs. Cammy, <laughs> or 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 don't or don't show Mrs. Cammy unless you want her to leave you. <laughs> dude, that's awesome! That's awesome! Oh my god, <laughs> Rob's gonna be horrified. Did he send it to you yet, that's Rob? Oh, I thought oh. you. I thought you were sending it to him. Hold on. No, I told you to send it to Rob. Yeah, I don't have Rob's phone send, number send to, to Rob. forward it to him. <laughs> oh my god, Rob's I, just sitting I there patiently was, waiting. I thought you. I know, right? I'm like sitting there going, <laughs> "Okay, he's not reacting to this thing." Yeah, don't worry, Rob. We prepared and went over this before you came in, and Chris just forgot that part. <laughs> yeah, that Rob's like nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the whole point of this podcast. Not that scripted. It's fuck? just kind of off the cuff. So so now that he's seen it, 
the best way I can describe it. There's a song it's that gold. goes along with this thing, isn't there? <laughs> Is there a song that goes along with it? Uh huh. Well, there could be if you're going with that version, but I was going, yeah, yeah he could. Uh huh. Cam, are you familiar with that movie at least? Yes. Okay, well, somebody somebody describe to our listeners what the what the meme is. Oh, go for it, Cam. What's in the fucking box? <laughs> Jim! Jim's in the fucking box. I'm not going to tell you what part of Jim, but it's Jim. <laughs> oh, I can tell you. It's and a you can't in see- a box. <laughs> and it's got the Brad Pitt with the straight from the movie. What's in the box? What's in the, what's in the fucking box? And you know what was in the box? Uh, Segway accident you couldn't look away from. <laughs> Dude, I had it blown up on my screen for about two minutes. Like, oh my god! Uh, so I thought that's that was funny, a, dude. That's that's funny. That's a good one. I don't know how it just popped in my head. I was just sitting here one night, and I was like, "Hey, you were sitting like that idea. one night too." Yeah, I was just sitting here, like you know what? I got a great idea, and I was like, so, "I know what Chris and Cam would want to see." Did you show your wife? Fuck no. <laughs> oh my god. Did your wife see you doing this? <laughs> no. I've only shown one, I've only shown two people outside of this group right here. Nice. And soon to be three, because I'm gonna send it to Jake right now to get his reaction. <laughs> Boom. Just to your wife. Mid podcast. Nice. I just sent it I just sent it to my coworker. What <laughs> oh, <reaction>. Jesus. <laughs> Sent it to my coworker. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that, that might that might uh, cross a few lines, but hey, no, it's all good. no, I guarantee you he'll reply and love it. That's funny. Hey, Jim, he'll probably want, um, he'll probably want you to take the box away. That's uh, yeah, funny. I hope so. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, Jim, I, I have a question for you. No. Last week we had a top five. Hmm. Do you have a top five this week? Because last absolutely week you killed I do. it. I have, absolutely I do. And, and this one's going to be uh, pretty heavy. Because nice. all, all, all five this week are audio clips. Yep. Audio clips, you say? Yep. yep. Right, you ready to jump into it right now? I mean, I'm ready when you are. Well, this week is going to get kind of heavy because this one is going to be my uh, top five and this isn't really a top five. This is more or less uh, five shockingly disturbing 911 calls. So um, viewer discretion advice or listener discretion advice. Um, yes and no. I kept it a little on the lighter side of the heavy. Okay. Because I, good, I, good. I, I made sure to edit out some of the parts that would really make your heart wrench. Whoa, boy. So with that said, you know, here was a little intro for it. Hey, how about you shut the fuck up and listen? There's some weird shit on the internet. Some gross shit. Some stuff you don't want to see. Let's go into it together. To have some fun. But let's do it. But let's do it. So, this week's top five is gonna drag out a little bit just because it's got some audio clips to it. Um... I, I shortened most of them up, but yeah. So the first one is Paul Michael Stefani. Paul Michael Stefani is a, he's, he's classified as a serial killer, even though he 
only has, you know, four confirmed kills and three near ones. I mean, those numbers aren't high enough for me to respect you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but he's known as the uh, the weepy voice killer. And that's because he, after he committed his crimes, he called them in, reported them to 911 because he couldn't stop and wanted somebody to stop him. So... He, d- he died in prison in 1998 of cancer, but I'm going to play his uh, 911 calls of him reporting himself. So, here's the first one. Don't talk, just listen. I'm sorry what I did to Compton. I couldn't help it. Don't know why I had this tavern. I'm so upset about it. I keep getting drunk every day and I can't believe it. it's a big dream. I can't think of being locked up. If I get locked up, I'll kill myself. I'd rather kill myself to get locked up. I'll try not to kill anybody else. Player emergency. Please don't talk to listen. I'm sorry I killed that girl. I stand there 40 times. Kimberly Compton was the first one. Oh, my face. Oh, oh, I, I don't know what's the matter with me. I'm sick. I'm going to kill myself, I think. Where are you? There's so many guys with a on it. me. I like my killers to have confidence. Oh, yeah. You find me, I just stabbed somebody with an ice pick. I can't stop myself. I keep killing somebody with an did he say it was an ice pick? Yeah. yeah. Please, this is an emergency. Please send a squad to Pierce Butler Road, Mullenberg Manufacturing Company, Machine Shop. Please, there's an ambulance, too. There's a girl hurt there. Can you tell me what happened to her? Just hurry. There's a, she's laying on the ground in the back by the, by the railroad tracks, by the engine. What, what's the address? I don't know. Who are you? So, I want to say that those seemed like they were kind of out of order. I don't know where you got those, but um, I don't, and I don't know if Wikipedia is a very reliable source. Obviously, Wikipedia has gotten through some high criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it says that his last victim um, was his last the, victim survived. Well, his um, and la- last murder victim. I'm sorry, you're right. Okay. You're right. Um, but was a waitress. Who said? And he told the waitress. Uh, he's. He said Simmons told the waitress he's cute. I hope he's nice since he's giving me a ride home. Yep. Uh, Simmons was found stabbed to death the next day. Um, this one was the please don't talk, just listen. I'm sorry, I killed a girl. I stabbed her forty times. So that one was like I think the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so those those were kind of I don't know those. I don't I don't know where you got that, but those were kind of out of order. So that kind of threw me for a loop when I just pulled up the Wikipedia. Well, but I dude, mean, that is that is insane. We're not here to. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I I just wanted to clarify that the uh, that those were those were not in yeah. like chronological order or anything. But uh, that's that's crazy, dude. Like, well, number two, uh, number two this week is really heavy on this one. But I edited this one to stop before the really heavy part. 
it is an elderly woman who sees an in- she Whoa. sees somebody strange outside her house in the middle of the night and she calls 911 and unfortunately it did not end well for her and it went I edited all that stuff out but yeah we'll play that one real quick in this call, an old woman living on her own named Ruth dials 911 to report a suspicious man standing outside her door. What's the problem, ma'am? Oh, well, there's some guy been uh, checking the place out. No. Well, he went in the back. I have an apartment in the back, and he said he was looking for a guy. And he comes to my door. And... Yeah. And... Uh... And that's where I stopped it because right then and there is when he busts through the door and the situation goes grave very quickly. Um, but, do you do you have the name for her if anybody would like to actually look it up? I did, and honestly, I pulled the Chris and forgot word to okay. bring it down. I, I just, I, I think I have it. Did you take that path wanna, off the beaten path? I want to say going nowhere. I want to say, look up Ruth Price. Yes, calls nine one one. Yes, that's the one. Thank you, Ruth Price nine one one call. That one's pretty rough. Like I said, I ended these before they get to the rough parts. So if people want to hear the really rough parts, it's on them. Then go ahead and listen to them. <clears throat> Uh, no, by I'm the way, ne- I'd like to, I'd like to point out the, that the Paul Michael Stefani one. I was just looking him up. He's also called the Weepy Voiced Killer. You didn't have to look that up. We told you that. <laughs> Did you? That was God, that was like the first thing I said. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just oh. checking to see if you remembered. Oh, yep. Good call. Good call. Good yep. looking out. I was just I was just double checking. Right. Yep. Cover my bases when I can. Uh, this next one is actually from Iowa here where we're from, guys. I was telling Chris about this one earlier. Um, I had to shorten this one up dramatically because it's like a 30-minute long call. Holy but crap. I'll tell you, I listened to all 30 minutes of it, and it was it was heart racing the whole way. It's a woman driving down the interstate, I-35, and her car becomes unresponsive. The brakes don't work, and the accelerator is going faster and faster. She can't shut it off. She can't put it in neutral. She can't do anything. When she started, when she called 911, she was like going like 80, 90 miles an hour or whatever. And throughout this 30-minute long call, her car eventually reaches up to 125 miles an hour. And for anybody curious, she does survive. But uh, wow. I had to shorten up the clip, but I wanted to get a couple minutes of it just so you can feel the intensity of it. Do, do we know how she stopped a panic the vehicle? woman from Iowa was driving home from visiting a friend when the accelerator yes. in her 2011 yeah. Kia Sorento she eventually SUV broke the accelerator and caused it to unstick her itself. Speed reached 120 miles per hour. and my car is just picking up speed. I hit a deer on Friday night and. I didn't think there was very much damage, and the be- and the car was kind of slowing down, shaking a little bit. Uh-huh. And now I called my husband to see what was, you know, what to do, and all of a sudden it just started picking up speed and picking up speed. And I'm going like 
Yeah, I know we're all thinking, you know, you try to put it in neutral, try to shut it off, try to do all these things, but what do you do when all that does not work? <laughs> right. And you're not able to stop the vehicle at all, are you? Okay, I want you to stay on the line with me. And the whole thing, the whole time. I mean, can you imagine if this was like in a town? Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, she's lucky that this is on an interstate. It didn't help much because she ran a cop off the road. Like the cop got thrown into the ditch, and in the and she gets off in the call. She's all frantic, like I knocked him in the ditch. Oh my god! Oh my god! But I mean, this is one of those things that you're not afforded a lot of time, and nine one one just seems to be so casual. And it took a while for them to get cops out there. And when they finally got okay. the cops out there, she flew past them the first time. They didn't even know that she was okay. the car. Well, and, and see, here's the thing. She asked if she has a seatbelt on. At 125 miles an hour, a seatbelt's not going to do shit. No, but best believe I already have it on. You don't have to ask me. Right. <laughs> How about you ask me if my airbag's on? Because it's going to be needed. This is going to go for about another 40 seconds before it stops. I shortened it up a lot. Like I said, it goes for half an hour. But they actually have footage of her stopping the car. And, like, dude, she was flying on the shoulder of the road, going off the road and coming up. There's avoid cars. Like, the, and like throughout this call, they keep getting more cops in there, more firefighters, and they're all doing the same thing. We'll tell her to put it in neutral. Did you try turning it off? Like, it ain't working. Again, though, what's an emergency brake going to do? Because I've had my emergency brake on in my vehicle before. Yeah, and you're able to and drive still. you can still. still drive with your emergency it, it brake sucks. on. It's going to break the emergency brake is what it's yeah. going to do. It sure will. Sure will. It'll squeal it'll just, everything, but it's not going yeah. to stop it. Yeah. No. Imagine the fear in that woman, though. Oh, Holy my God, shit. dude. So how, how did she survive? So basically yeah. after a half an hour, like they've even called her husband. We're just giving you an update, you know. She can't turn it off. She can't do this, you know. We're on the phone with her, like, okay, what's okay. that going to do other than just make him worry more? Right. But, like, uh, what happened was yeah. she was able to, and they have the video of her stopping it. She just, like, started apparently kicking the, the accelerator over and over and over and over until, like, whatever mechanism inside of it broke and, like, it finally released. And like she coasted to a stop. She couldn't use her brakes. She coasted to a stop. And then wow. she got out she got out of the vehicle 
and like immediately collapsed into shock and was crying. And the cop jumped in and had to stop. Well, the yeah. vehicles are still going. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, how, how far did she make? Like, how far did she end up driving with it? Like that? Uh, they said she covered. Least, dude. I think they said she covered sixty miles. Holy shit! That's insane, Jeez. dude. Yeah, that that's terrifying. Oh yeah, I'd be so scared if I were her. And then uh, I got two more calls for you. The next one. So you remember Ruth and how it went bad for Ruth? Right. Uh, this one goes bad, but not for the caller. And uh-huh. <laughs> like I said, I, I I cut all that stuff out. So you you know, people want to go and listen to it. They're more than welcome to. I'm just gonna play. Do you have the name for what they can look up? Um. Home invasion is like uh, I'd have to look it up. Okay, okay, but you're good. Yeah, you're it's good. just a nine, nine. We'll hear the guy's name and the details in it. That'll give you enough info. Okay, but th- this call gets pretty heavy when it happens, and you're just like, oh shit! In this call, this this he sounds like he's probably early twenties, and he gets some home invaders in the middle of the night causing all kinds of chaos. They don't know he's there. He saw them. He barricades himself in his closet. And, uh, damn, this guy, it took more than 12 minutes before police arrived. So this dude, this dude was definitely scared. And what he did was justifiable all the way. So. 911, what are you reporting? Yeah, my house is getting around there now. What address are you at? 13th Avenue, Southwest. Do you see someone inside? Yeah, he's, he's inside right now. Okay, where are you? In the bedroom. Are you armed? Yeah, I have a gun. Okay. That's a house, correct? It is. Okay, is that crashing out here behind you? Is that them? What's that? Okay, is that crashing out here behind you? Is that them? Yeah, they broke the window up. Okay, and you're upstairs? Please, Yep. Yeah. You don't have any further description of them right now, correct? No, I don't. Okay. No, no, no. What's your, what color is your house? It's green. How many stories? Two. Okay. How many vehicles should be in front? I don't know. Have okay. Mine. Okay. What's your, what's your vehicle? It's a red truck. But there shouldn't be any other vehicles there, right? Um, uh, Hyundai, silver Hyundai. Okay. That's mine. Bear with me, I've got officers, okay? <laughs> got officers heading your way, okay? So, so what you're saying, this is you, Cam? <laughs> you live with anybody else? <laughs> no, I'm not. This guy survives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, the caller, he definitely survived. 
Are you able? Do they know you're there? The other there? guy, not so much. Okay. Okay. Stay quiet. Okay. Keep yourself <laughs> safe. Okay. <laughs> I I keep yourself actually. safe. I just really? gave you like oh, a God. biography. <laughs> yeah. Keep yourself safe. Okay. Right. Well, first yeah, of all, I, I, I want play of exactly every that, number like, of cars. I, I appreciate how calm the nine one one the nine one one dispatcher <laughs> is. Like people, the nine one one dispatchers are always so calm and like collective about shit like this. It's insane. And not to yeah. mention that clickety well, clack right now is from the nine one one dispatcher, right. not from Cam on his computer. Right, right. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I, I like I said, well, I shortened that like, call. I mean, I understand that they need to be calm in a situation like that because you don't want to work up the guy that's like scared to death right. as is. But I mean, there's sometimes like even this like the last call with the the interstate girl, like they they were just all like, oh okay, whatever. yeah, that's you know, yeah, yeah to me that's, that's, like a, that's, oh, that's shit. a completely yeah, that's a completely different instance compared to this. Yeah, like I would be freaking out, like, oh my god, bitch, you're gonna die. <laughs> 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 and that's why none of us are 911 dispatchers. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and for anybody curious with that call, uh, at one point, like, there's like a minute of silence because he's not making any noise and the operator's not making any noise because the guy's getting close, who's in the house. And then all of a sudden you hear uh, a quick, loud concussion, like, you know, maybe he threw up in the closet or something. But then you hear probably like 10 gunshots. And uh, then all of a sudden you just hear the sound of somebody dying out right by the phone, like that dead breathing, that snore. Yeah. And the the operator's freaking out because she thinks it's the caller. And like, eventually he gets back on the phone. He's like, "Uh, it's not me, but he's, he's not doing good. (laughs) Wow. So good. Yeah. (laughs) And and so it's, it's pretty good. Uh, don't worry, it says that we still have Rob here. It's just his internet slowed down, so it took his video away. Okay. Rob, speak up. That you hear us? You still here, bud? Yep, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Every, t- every once in a while, we run into that issue. Yeah. So, last one. This is number five. This one is the heaviest, and I did not shorten this one up. This one's like three or four minutes, but because of the magnitude of this call... I wanted to leave it in its full glory. I want to call it glory, not even close glory. Um, because of its significant impact on this country. So it's a 911 call from 911. Mm. And okay. the, the guy is on the phone with the operator when the building collapses. I think I know mm. which one you're talking about. So um, it's a little, the audio is a little rough at times because. Well, you know, I mean, can't, can't, it is what it is. It is what it is. You can't really control the outcome of that. So, yeah, yeah, but you can take away the the feeling of it, nonetheless. Like I said, it's it's a longer clip, and I apologize for that. But Twenty six, twenty three. 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 Twenty six, twenty three.
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rafa. We're not ready to die, but it's getting bad. He calls several times. I would like to mention real quick, though, if anybody is interested in this clip, it, uh, it translates everything if you look it up online. Like, you can read along with it, so it's a little bit easier to do. Because I know the audio is kind of rough at times. He's getting real lightheaded now and weak, you know, lack of oxygen. What the hell happened? Hey, I'm still here. Hello? Hello? We're looking at all the financial center. 
two three of us, two broken windows. Message number 100. Jesus, that ending. Yeah, so the last three seconds, dude. I apologize for playing such a long one there, but I mean, with the significant impact it had on our country, I felt it was it was a fair one. Yeah, no, well, just that ending right there where he, like, you could hear him scream, like that. That alone gave like a huge impact on what was going on. Because mm-hmm. I mean, when nine eleven happens and everybody thinks about it, they remember and- seeing the videos. But nobody under, you know, not a lot of people under, understand the inside of it. Like, there, yeah, were, yeah, there are people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, can you can you can you explain what you did during the during the audio clip about the uh, captions and everything? Because I don't think I don't think it was very uh, very audible. It's. I mean, it's just him calling over and over, giving his name and talking about not being able to breathe. You know, he's called multiple times, but, but there are captions that like describe mm-hmm. everything that's yeah. going on during yeah, like, this during this clip. Yeah, you can read along with it. They they transcribe it, so you, you know he's talking about not being able to breathe. You know, and the, the the smoke's getting thick and heavy in there, and it's hot. Like you, he definitely builds the the feeling of oh shit, this is bad. Something's going on, and you know, even more so for thus. You know, the people who have lived through that and seen it, you know, know the outcome. You know, there's a lot of people who are young and just know about 9-11. And there's others who were around watching as it un- unfolded. And Do you guys remember where you were during 9-11? I, Jim, I know you know where you were, but Cam and Rob, do you guys remember where you were during 9-11? I want to say kindergarten. It was during kindergarten or first grade. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember the exact class I was in, but it was kindergarten or first grade. But I, rem- I remember my teacher, whichever teacher it was, completely stopped class and sat down in her chair and put her hands to her face and was just like sobbing. And we were just like, "There's no way this is happening right now." Hi, Mrs. Cammy. I was gonna say hi, Mrs. Cammy. <laughs> Rob, where were you during nine eleven? Do you know? Do you remember? She says hi. I was in class. What kind of class? What, what grade or class? Honestly, I don't even remember which one Maybe. it was. To be fair, I just know I was in school at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you, they, you were in high school at that point, right? Because I think, um, let's see, well, two thousand one. So paint I was a, a senior. Paint a picture for our listeners. Um, like, tell tell us about you. Tell tell us. Tell everybody listening about you, Rob. He's well, a prettier um, version of Cam. Basically, outside of the normal <laughs> everyday stuff, um, I'm a paranormal investigator. So I've been doing this since about 2012. Um, so I've been doing it for about 10 years now, um, actively. Like, I've been operating my own website, doing my own investigations. Um some are in bigger locations. Um, other are just like uh, private residences and things of that nature. Uh, 
But you you really, I just, it? it all really started with myself. Do you have a website? Did you say you a website, Rob? I do. It's a crossroads research group dot weebly dot com. Now, what and, do you do uh, on this website? A lot is of it, the, do you like show some of the findings? Yeah, with the website, um, what I do is I typically post any audio or video evidence that I have. Um, also, it's going to tell you like a little bit about um, any of the stuff that I found, what was going on around in the at the given time. Um, I know there is going to be some raw audio, but there's also going to be some that's been cleaned up uh, just so that you can get rid of some of the background noise that was going on at the time. Uh, other than that, we also do have a Twitter. Uh, it's going to be CRG underscore 2012, which is uh, another place that we, we typically just uh, try to stay in touch with like the paranormal community. Um, one good example of that is uh, like uh, one of the individuals that actually follows our group is Aaron Goodwin from Ghost Adventures. So he actually follows us on Twitter as well. Oh, that's okay. cool. Um, now you said we, uh, is it, how many other people are with you? Uh, it's just me and one other. Um, it's actually going to be my best friend. Uh, it's somebody I grew up with. Uh, her name is Mary Gordon. Um, we've been doing it for, I mean, 10 years now. Uh, it actually started off as really just something that we did in our, as a hobby. And then one day we were at like a group event, uh, being hosted by another group around the area. And we just looked at each other and said, Hey, I think we can do this. And I think this is going to be something that's up our alley or kind of our forte. So what hurts, you know, might as well try. And from there, we just kind of build a logo, build a website, started doing investigations, uh, doing the research behind it. Um, myself personally, I know I spent probably, uh, I would say probably about six, eight years prior to that, uh, where I was actively reading up on like the paranormal, the unknown, um, everything ranging from the occult to UFOs to really anything. So, so okay. what, what got you interested into, uh, I guess, ghost hunting? <clears throat> um, it was actually, it was actually a personal experience. Um, it wasn't, a. <laughs> And it's kind of funny because it's not something I necessarily talk about a lot, but uh, I was about 16 at the time and my my grandmother had passed away a couple weeks prior and I was going to a friend's birthday party. I was riding in the passenger seat with my girlfriend at the time and we were riding along and just through the like, you know, like looking out, you know, in front of us. I just see a black truck. Didn't think anything of it. it. Was just like, oh, that's you know, it's just a truck, whatever. You know, there, it's not anything that should be weird. But I was like, that truck is picking up speed, and I was like, huh, that's odd. The the truck's picking up speed and it's driving down in the middle of the road. 
you know, it's not even staying in the lane or anything like that. And I was like, that's a little odd. And um, I kept watching and what's up? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. When you were Um, coming down the middle of the highway. I I kept watching. Yeah. Like I kept watching it come down the middle of the road and I'm sitting there like, hey, that guy's not stopping. And I'm telling my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, hey, do you see that guy? Do you see that truck? There's going to be an accident if we don't do something. I was like, because he's driving, you know, super fast down the middle of the road. And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, there's nothing there. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, no, there's nothing there. And I was like, you don't see that truck right in front of us. And she goes, no, there's nothing there. And I was like, there's a truck right in front of us. And I was like, you know, no joke. I I told her, I said, you don't see it. It's going to hit us. Well, I sat there and I covered up and I feel the car impact. The car impacts. I feel the car spinning. I feel the glass from the windows break out. And we stop because what had happened is the car got wedged in a metal grate or like a metal fence um, of the person that lived on the corner down there. Um, I get, you know, kind of like lean back, get up, you know, kind of move around. And I see that the car is just, you know, all the windows shattered out. But I lean back. And as I lean back, I feel kind of a a prick about the level of my spine. A piece of metal had sharded through the seat about spine level for me. Um, Had I not covered up, it probably would have severed my spine. And if I wouldn't be paralyzed, I'd probably be dead. Also, when I got out of that, and I think Jim and Chris, you know this place as well. Down on Rockingham Road. Do you know where the city cemetery is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right down there. Yep. That was exactly where it happened. And that guy that lives, you know, right on the corner there was the yard I ended up in. One of the first things I saw when I got out of that car, I look across and I see a cemetery. And um, everybody asked me, they're like, why did you cover up? Why did you... Um, <clears throat> Why, why did you go about covering up? Why did you, you know, like protect yourself? And I told him the, the most honest thing I could tell him at the time. I told him, I said, I heard something tell me to cover up. And they're like, you heard something that told you to cover up. And I said, yeah, I did. And they were like, what did you see? And I said, I saw a truck. And they were like, what color was the truck? And I said, it was black. And, um, <laughs> crazy enough, uh, it was a truck that T-boned us. Uh, it was a beige truck actually. But, um, then they also asked me, they were like, what, who, who'd you hear? Who'd you hear to cover up? And, um, as, as we've heard our other episodes, Cammy, I think you can probably know why this one's a little bit personal to me is the voice I heard was my grandma. So yep. in this case, yep. I heard my grandma tell me to cover up 
that's why I did it. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So I kind of have a similar experience, not like that. So my, my experience with like something along those lines are, um, I was driving home with my girlfriend of that time and we're heading home from, uh, what was his name? <laughs> can't say it we're on we're on the podcast um so anyways so we were heading home from some event right and uh i saw a red truck and it reminded mm-hmm. me of my friend that i had in high school and i was like in my head i'm like oh man like i need to call, I, I need to talk to that person like i need to call them up or whatever um we get home well to her house and not even 10 minutes after we get to her house. I'm telling you, this is the exact truck that she drove. Right. Um, So that's, that's, what's weird. Um, We get, we get home, not even 10 minutes from her Mm -hmm. house or at her house. uh, She gets a message from Facebook and she looks at me and she says, so-and-so is dead. And I'm like, you're lying. She's like, no, no, no. Look at Facebook right now. So I went on Facebook and there's like 20 or 30 posts to this person saying, RIP, I'm so sad you passed, blah, blah, all this other stuff. Right. And, uh, it was just crazy to me that like, I just, we saw this random truck and I, I want to say, I I can't confirm, but I want to say that she even mentioned something like, Hey, that looks like so-and-so's truck. Um, mm-hmm. but like that thought crossed my mind and I was like, there's no way that this is this person. Like, I don't, that, that'd be crazy if that was this person. I don't know why, but it would just be weird if that was this person. And, uh, then we get home and find out that she passed away. Like she committed suicide and we were like, what the heck? Like, this was one of the happiest people that we've ever met. And, uh, just having that experience was just like, whoa, like we were just talking about this person or I was just thinking about this person and come to find out this person's, this person's gone. Um, yeah. One of my experiences, um, I don't know if you can, I don't, I don't know if you, uh, you guys want to hear about this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, I had, I had a really weird experience about, I want to say five or six months after this, um, this girl and I were still together and, um, I was sitting at my house, right? It was probably two in the morning. I wake up completely silent and all I hear is like this blood curdling scream. And it was so vivid. I thought I was dreaming. But I jumped out of bed and I ran out of my room. And I thought my like my parents' room was right next to mine. My brother's room or my sister's room was downstairs. My brother was already moved out. So my sister's room was downstairs. My other sister's room was right next to mine. There was no way it could have been one of their rooms because it was so Help me out like, here, Rob, because there's a name for that phenomenon. Like it's it's also like if like you feel like he's somebody kicking you as well. I don't remember what that's called. Right. There, there's there's a, a couple different things. Like, like if you there, like, hear like movement or things being moved, 
Uh, it's going to be like poltergeist activity. Uh, a lot of times if you can hear voices uh, like with your own ears or that, it, you know, obviously nothing is there. It's like a disembodied voice. Um, there are, there are situations where like stuff like that will happen. Um, if you, ideally, if you look into like a, other different lores and stuff, there's, I mean, there, there's things like mimics, doppelgangers, crazy stuff like that. Um, like even in my situation, what I saw, there's actually lore out there about it. It's actually called a final destination vehicle. A lot of times people see a vehicle hmm. that's comforting to them before they pass. Um, the, wow. the truck that I saw was actually a classic truck and my family was known to keep classic cars and I always had a fondness for classic trucks. Um, a good example of that too is a lot of times in like older times uh, back when like sailing and pirating and things were prevalent. Um, people would see ships. They would see like black sails and things like that. And that mm -hmm. falls along the same line of like a final destination vehicle or like a period vehicle. So, well, can I take a moment real quick, Rob, to tell you that you're a dick? <laughs> because now, yeah. you, now you're going to make that? me have a little mini heart attack every time I see the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have a little mini heart attack. Take it back to my story. <laughs> my story was a good story. <laughs> um. So anyway, so I run out of my room, right? And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. what is going on? Because I've always been told since I was like 12 years old um, that I was very susceptible to hearing voices. Like, not that I'm like crazy or anything, but I'm very susceptible <laughs> to hearing like voices yeah, that people, other people can't hear. And I'm like, well, see, you think, you think it's funny, but it's like, it, like at this at at this point in my life, I'm like okay, like I I try to ignore them, um, but at at that point in my life, I was like okay, what is this sound? What's going on? Um, why am I hearing this? So I run out of my room, and I'm like, where are you? in my head? I'm like, where are you coming from? And I hear it again, like the same exact scream but a little bit muffled to where I can hear the direction it's coming from. So I run downstairs and my house was like a, I want to say it was like a three story, but it wasn't, it was like a two and a half. If you know what I mean? Like we had, mm -hmm. we had stairs that went I don't think downstairs. it's two, about two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So it had like the, <laughs> it had like the basement and then it had the main floor, but then it had like five stairs that go up to like a two and a half kind of third floor. Um, I usually like, call it six. Like but, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So it's like the kitchen, and then like a, a bathroom or whatever. Um, so I ran downstairs. I'm like, okay, where are you coming from? Like, what's going on? Why can I hear you right now? And then I heard another scream, and it sounded like it was coming from upstairs. So I ran upstairs. And I'm sitting there listening, and it sounded like it was right behind my, like, right behind my back. So I sprinted out of like. I, I don't know. I was like 17 years old at the time or 16 years old at the time. So I freaked the F out. So I sprinted out of the room, sprinted out of the house, ran all the way to my girlfriend's house at the time. Um, and I was like, I'm, I can't stay in this house. I have to, I have to sleep somewhere else. 
Um, so I ran all the way to my girlfriend's house, told her about it. And she's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like sucks to suck, but yeah, you can stay the night on the couch. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I just need to be somewhere else. Um, and I like, I've seen things in mirrors yep. that I can't explain. Like I've seen like a, something creepy. I don't know what That's it was. Your because reflection. I've seen you too. And I can't explain it either. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but like I've, I've seen things like out of the corner of my eye, like my peripheral that I cannot explain that like terrified me so much that I was like, I need to run right now. Otherwise something is going to happen. So I took off running and then I could see it in the, in the mirror that was stand, that was uh, right in front of me. Cause we had a long mirror and that, but we also had a mirror on the wall. But every time I passed the mirror on the wall, we had a pool room, like a shooting pool, whatever, like at a bar or something. Yeah. We had a pool room, but it was yeah. pitch black, but I could see something right in that room every time I passed that mirror. But this time was completely different. I passed it and I saw something and it like I heard like a whisper or something. So I sprinted down the hall because I was like, hell no, I'm here by myself. My parents are at work. My siblings are at school. I'm out. So I ran to my room, but I could see it in the mirror behind or in front of me. There was something right behind me trying to reach out to me. And as soon as I turned that corner, I had slammed my door shut, locked my door and forced myself to fall asleep because I was like I could just feel my heart racing. I didn't know what it was. So you're telling us that you slept with a ghost. Like you just I might have slept with a ghost. I don't know. <laughs> like you I've didn't care that, that it was I've in your house. That. And you just... it, it was. It was I, in I, Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd had a, a sexual experience with a ghost. I've seen it. Well, I wasn't being dirty on it. I'm saying you you willingly went to sleep in your house with a ghost. Oh, in your dude, house. I locked my door. I didn't know what was going on because I didn't know if it was somebody was in the house because I heard something. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if it was somebody was in my house or what. But as soon as I locked my door and I was like, get the F out of here. Like I was only this this experience itself was I think I, I want to say I was like 14 or something. Um, mm. So I was like, oh, get the F out of my house. Uh, you're <laughs> scared me, blah, blah. I'm right. the only one here you know, trying to make it very obvious that like, hey, I'm a 14 year old kid like. That Steal ghost really gave stuff. a shit too. Steal all my stuff. <laughs> that ghost was like, care. "Oh, guys, gotta get out of here. Camp scared." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I also had a window that I could hop out of if I really wanted to. But I was like, "I'm Smart. going to bed. I'm going I'll to bed." The ghost through the window. Yeah, they ain't never going to find you that way. No, no. not at all. Um, so that that like that one experience is what what made me like, okay, I believe ghosts are real. Um, so besides the one experience, like when you're doing your ghost hunting, what, what really like, where do you guys go that you're like, okay, what, where are we going to go to? And yeah, what are we going to show everybody? Cliche things like, oh, we're going to go look at a cemetery. Before you answer that, let's, before you answer that, Rob, the kind of all that question cam kind of goes with what I was just looking at. Cause I'm looking at their website right now and it uh, okay. on there, they have a thing of areas that they serve and it kind of is a, you know, an octagon looking shape, not too terribly far uh, in our area. But I know from stories that Rob's told us, you guys have gone actually to other 
different areas of the country. So, what about the Crybaby Bridge, Rob? What's your take? Uh, I'm sure crap. you've been there. Yep. I've been yep. there. Um, Optical illusion. I actually, no joke. I, I actually. Okay, what? Hold up, hold up. What can you can you explain the Crybaby Bridge real quick? Because I don't know what that is. So Crybaby Every Bridge town is, seems to have their own version. It seems right. So basically, where where it stems from is there's always this bridge. Um, it's usually kind of like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, just off the beaten path kind of thing. And the story is is yeah, if yeah, you yeah. park on the the bridge with a segue, like quote unquote. <laughs> the spirits of the children will push you across. Well, in most cases, or if they give alcohol in your car, they'll push you off. Right. Right. So, uh, I did the one here locally and, uh, well, one of the ones here locally and, uh, I put baby powder on it and I rode in the trunk with, with the trunk popped. I rode in it and I was like, come on, push it. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, wait, why wow. would, why would you ride in it with the trunk closed? That makes no sense. I mean, I he's a trunk dweller. I was like, I, I was literally standing in the back. Anyway, you might as well be in the trunk. I was standing back in the back with a recorder and an EMF detector. And I was like, let's see you do something. I even put baby powder all over the car just to see if like, so quote unquote, like handprints happened. Nothing. Um, but see, here's Obviously. the thing, like, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, the fingerprints and the baby powder is the same thing as, like, when cops do fingerprints at a crime scene. The baby right. powder is a fine powder, and it's sticking to the oil from the fingerprints that you've done on there. Yep. <laughs> people are like, oh, my God. Now, on on the other hand, though, um, just to kind of touch base or go back to what you asked, um. So I've, I've gone farther out. Like, obviously we try to stay within two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, we don't want to obviously travel super far, um, but we will make exception. Um, I did make a trip and I don't know, maybe Cam, you might know about this, but I went out to Bobby Mackey's music world out in Kentucky. All right. Yeah. So okay. it's uh, one of the places with where uh, it's really well known for a lot of activity. Um, they say that there's like a dancing girl that her, you know, the her lover was killed there by her dad. And then she, you know, Dibs. committed suicide <laughs> and she's still there. Things like yeah. that. But what's what was actually super cool about that wasn't even so much the... Um, wasn't even so much, I guess, the the paranormal side of things. Like, I did their investigation. I even took, like, I even talked to the guy who was running the tours there. And he's like, go ahead, you know, take your, your equipment, go down there by yourself. He goes, you've already been here enough times and you've already done this enough times. You know where everything is. Go ahead and just, you know, see what you find. The coolest part about that trip was the first time I went out there. I actually got to talk to the actual guy. I got to talk to Bobby Mackey, the owner of the of the building, and like the actual guy that That's it's cool. his nightclub. Um, I got to meet him, talk to him, and I also sat and had a conversation with him in his green room that he has off the side of the stage. And I sat somewhere where specifically George Jones sat. Which is also very iconic for me because I grew up on like George Jones, Merle Haggard, 
those types of artists. And <laughs> it was really kind of an epic moment for me because not only is this a huge paranormal spot, but it's also a huge music <laughs> icon spot. So to know that I stood in a place uh, where Chris told George you, hold on, stood, I want to stop you right and there. And have a conversation with I don't, the guy. I, I'm like the way, I'm like the one. I'm like the one person that doesn't know that did not know George Jones by name. I had to be told who George <laughs> Jones was. You had to be told a lot of things on who people were. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe Crystal, Buzz Aldrin you know at all. Yeah. So, like, you ever George, hear about like, Buzz Aldrin there, Cam? You know who I, he is. I have now. I have now. He's, he's that guy with Neil Armstrong. That that one guy, or yeah, you know, he's, maybe he's that one guy, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, did he ever? Did Chris ever tell you about George Jones and George at Jones, Rob? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think I needed to tell him yep. who they were, but yeah, I, I told him about. Uh, okay. No, I was person. just going to say how how small of a funny ass world it is that you know Rob loves George Jones when you know. Hey, oh, dude, he what? was. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. He was the first person I like ran to with, with it. Oh, nice, awesome. Yeah, because I knew he would be the one person that would like appreciate it the most. Awesome. So he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows. <laughs> That's funny because uh, I ran. To, awesome. I ran to tell my dad because my mom wasn't there. <laughs> well, <laughs> sucks to suck, don't it, Cam? Sad can I panda. can I tell my ghost story real quick? Yeah, it's yeah, a short, yeah. It's a short I, one. I do want to know yours because I know, like, uh, you and I were talking before they got in um, into this uh, lobby. Um, uh, you said that you're kind of skeptical about it, so I, I do want to know yours. Well, I was. I remember it was the first time I was kind of in my living room and I felt like this breeze on my shoulders, and it was kind of weird because my air wasn't on, so I was just kind of like. Interesting. It's kind of weird. Windows? Didn't much, didn't, no, no windows. Didn't put a whole lot of thought into it other than just, oh, hey, breeze on my shoulders. But then, you know, days later, I felt that breeze again. And I'm like, do I have like a draft in the window or something? No. And I mean, it was it was hot out, so it wasn't like it was cold. And I was going to, but then like, you know, like I would always feel this breeze on my shoulders and it felt more persistent. And it wasn't just like only when my living room it was like, I felt it a lot of places when there were times that I wouldn't feel it. And for the longest time I thought like, God, I'm being haunted by a poltergeist or something. But then like, it finally hit me when I stepped to the left and Cam's mom ran me over. And I realized the whole time I was just feeling the draft of her running by when she was leaving. Him. <laughs> Here I am. I'm like invested in You're the so story. I'm so just... invested into the story, and then like Jim hits me with that, I'm like, oh, sad panda. Oh <laughs> my god! Now I, I do have a serious question, though. Emotional question. damage. <laughs> Got him. Uh, I, I do have a serious question, though, because I, I am one of those ones that's very skeptical about the ghosts and, and uh, experiences. Is, is and, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. Am I am I like, is there something oh. I have to like? Hold on, Chris, because before you uh, ask your question on that, because I'm right there with you. I'm a huge skeptic. And like I was talking with Cam before you guys got in here. The, the really weird, strange thing about me. I've had a couple, like a handful of instances in my life, super questionable, 
some would consider like super hard evidence of stuff. And yet here I am still like, I don't believe it. <laughs> I still don't believe it. Like, and I could tell you, I'll tell you a handful of the ones that I remember. Because like some of like, there's one in particular that's really like, what the fuck? And like, it freaked me the fuck out when it happened. And here I am today. still like not a believer. So the first one, uh, we have a college here, Palmer as Rob's aware. That's one of the, it's considered on like the Iowa most haunted places. Um, mm-hmm. I had two things happen at Palmer and it's a really, really creepy ass college of chiropractic and it has a strange history with a lot of weird Look it up. It's crazy. Uh, instance number one, I, see, I was working security there. I was working with this old lady down at the end of the hall. And this was like on summer. There's nobody in the college in the summer. Down at the end of the hall, there was a desk in the hallway. And I was being trained by this old lady. And we see somebody sitting in that chair, kind of in the desk, doing like this rocking back and forth. Like they're kind of like just stressed out, rocking back and forth about something. And she's like, that's weird. There's not supposed to be anybody in the in the college. You know, they're on summer break. So we started walking down that direction. And that lady dropped her keys or something on the ground. And we both looked. So she grabbed her stuff. And then as we came back, you know, looked back up, whatever we saw was not there. And I was like, uh, okay, that's weird. Actually, actually, three of my instances happened at that college. And then another one the mansion where it's considered to be really haunted that they, that's where the family grew up and kept like, they're kind of like Ripley's believe it or not. They went and traveled the world and gathered all kinds of weird sideshow freak stuff. And their mansions considered one of the most haunted. I was with a girl who was scared, a security partner. She had her ponytail right here on her shoulder. And we had to go over there and check something because we had an alarm triggered. We go over there as we're talking in the middle of this conversation, her ponytail goes, it lands on the other shoulder. She turned white as fuck and took off running. And I never saw her again. And I'm still to this day, like, eh, now another one that happened that really kind of threw Yeah. Which, which mansion is this? Is this the Mason house? Palmer of chiropractic. Oh, okay. So it's still the Palmer of chiropractic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, okay. The, okay. Okay. Like, the college mm-hmm. campus is built around the family's mansion. Okay, 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 okay. Um, and then the third, third incident that I had where it was like, some would consider this pretty damning evidence, especially me. And I still consider myself a non-believer. We were at our old apartment years ago, and it was me, my now wife, and a couple buddies of mine. We're sitting here talking. And it's like two in the morning. And I'm facing them. Those three are like facing me. And I'm the only person looking this direction. And behind them, I see this figure that I can almost, the only way I can really describe is kind of like Sting from WCW. The <laughs> black and white Sting, but wearing like the, the Undertaker right. black hat. And right. like this, this person like was just like beeline walking straight at us. And then I see this person like, okay. I'm not making, I'm like, okay, I'm keeping an eye on it. So I'm like, okay, this person's walking straight at us and looks creepy as fuck. And then when I saw them walk over the top of a trunk of a car, that's when I really said, oh, what the fuck? This person's down to fight or something. And I turned and I like, like this. And then it disappeared. 
And I was like, I freaked the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. I hit the ground, like almost had a panic attack. Like I just saw somebody walking at me that completely fucking evaporated in front of my face. And nobody believed me. Nobody believed Mm -hmm. me. And here's the thing. I did not describe what that person looked like. I just said that I saw somebody. Everybody thought I was making shit up. My buddy went home that night. And when he got home, he called me and said that as he was driving home, he saw some person in his rear mirror in the backseat of his car. And then when he freaked out and looked, there was nothing back there. And when he described that person to me, it was the exact same thing that I saw. And I was like, hmm. and you're, and you're suspicious. I'm still a huge. I still don't believe. So Chris, I, I'm I think sorry. there's an explanation that I don't know. Interrupted. But uh, what was your, what was your question? Well, no, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> And I don't know if it's going to sound stupid and silly when I ask this, but what I guess attributes to being able to see something like that? Because I, I, I've never, at least I don't feel like I've ever. Do you have to be a preconceived mind as a believer to see? Like, do do you have to like have something have happened, or I mean, like what, like how does this all become a thing? I guess because I don't. I guess I don't know how to describe it because I don't really believe per se because I'm one of those ones that if I see it, I'll believe it, but I haven't seen anything. So therefore I really don't believe, but I don't know. I, I maybe something ha- Maybe I'm not looking for the right thing. Am I, what am I looking for? I guess I, I don't know. Rob. So really, He's honestly, to delay. answer that question, you're, you're not really doing anything wrong. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, can hear yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cam doesn't realize that you're on a little bit of a delay. Oh, because okay. Already. Okay. No, no, yeah, yeah. you're good. You're good. Alrighty. Um, you're, you're really not necessarily doing anything wrong. Um, what what I've kind of found, uh, obviously, dealing with this and, and seeing these different situations um, is going to be, there's going to be essentially people, uh, that are more sensitive or susceptible to it. Like things like that will mm-hmm. be more evident, like how Cam talked about how he can hear voices and he can hear talking and he can hear these and see these things that everybody else may not be able to see. It's because he potentially may have a sensitivity to it. Um, a lot of times that that's just based out of like a, a latent ability. It's just, we can see and feel different things. I can even classify myself in that category because there are times where I've seen and felt things and my body is basically experienced things and noticed it while nobody else around me did. Um, with that being said though, I still uh, definitely go through kind of the scientific method because regardless of whether this is, you know, you know Rob, like that's kind of practice. That's of, a good point. Cause that was making me at wonder on you about that. I'll start to think that about you. Cause you know, like you can investigate this stuff and still be a skeptic and a man of science or a believer. And I was kind of, I was mm-hmm. going to kind of ask you what your take was there, where you stood. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you see uh, scientifically. I- yeah, it's it's all really the scientific method because honestly, um, when I first started this up, I'll be very honest with you, I really wasn't that vested in faith 
like faith wasn't a thing for me. Like it wasn't, you know, I didn't really connect with anything. I was agnostic. I very much took everything at like a scientific level. I said, you know, is it a draft? Is it a temperature change? Is it, you know, is this because of electricity? Is this because of appliances? Is this because of whatever? And I kind of went through the checklist of any of this stuff. I was like, you know, could this even just be me being hysterical? The other thing that I always try to yeah. keep in mind too is another person, like the my partner, my my friend who does this with me, she's also an occupational therapist. Obviously somebody that's very scientifically rooted and very, you know, rooted in logic. So when we approach it, okay. Yeah, I may still have my sensitivity to certain things. I may feel a certain way but it still doesn't waver my way of wanting to prove it as unprovable because that's really what it comes down to is I won't necessarily say something's a ghost or it's this, that, the other thing. I'll always say it's unknown. It's something unknown. And when I say that, it's because I can't logically put a name. I can't put a rationale to it. I can't explain why the temperature changed 20 degrees one direction or the other. I can't explain why an EMF spiked up to 60, you know, like, you know, 0.60 on a milligauss. Like, I can't explain why, you know, something like that happens. Um, even as far as like EVPs, if anybody doesn't necessarily know what that is, that's electronic voice phenomena. It's a lot of times when people mm -hmm. capture voices of things that aren't there, if you put those on an audio program, you can see that they happen at a sub-frequency above our normal hearing. That's why we don't hear them, because they're not on our same frequency. They always appear on a sub-floor, and you see that even in the, like, basically if you print out, like, a graph of the audio, of the frequencies and the waveforms, you see that it's, it's on a sub-floor. So... I always try to obviously root a lot of my investigation and a lot of my, you know, like practice and everything into science and trying to base it that way. And then, yeah, you know, I have also, you know, kind of tried to pride myself on being knowledgeable about lore legends. Um, that's also where the crossroads like name came from is it came from the fact that I was trying to figure out, what happened that day when I was in that accident. And lo and behold, I looked through everything. I looked through crossroads, legends, and lore. I looked through period vehicles. I looked through vehicle manifestations. I looked through apparitions. I looked through everything until I found out what it was. Just to realize that it was something that most people don't live through. And the only two, like two or three, like handful of documented occurrences in the world those people usually became agoraphobic. They don't even want to leave their house because they're afraid that they cheated something and it's going to come and collect. So for me, I mean, it's, I think it's equal parts science, equal parts passion. So. Now, you believe in the you, Mothman? Um, what'd you say, Jim? Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I asked Rob if you believed in the Mothman. Oh, that's a good question. 
I, I don't necessarily believe in the Mothman. Um, I have actually uh, listened to some stuff on like the Mothman prophecies, though. I've read up on it. Um, one thing I think that uh, especially Cami and I think everybody, you know, on the podcast today would like is uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, watch the Hellier documentary on Amazon on Prime. Um, that's actually a really good one because they talk oh, about a lot about extraterrestrials. Sorry, totally, they talk totally a lot about magic. That? It's a Hellier. It's a documentary on Prime. Um, it was by okay, okay. Dana and um, Greg Newkirk. And it's a, a really good documentary. Uh, they basically put it in episodes because it's a pretty long documentary. Um, they do two seasons of it. And it talks about, like, aliens. It talks about, about like, extraterrestrials. It talks about um, transdimensional beings. It talks about magic. It talks about ghosts. It kind of ranges the spectrum of a lot of different things. But actually, I kind of found it uh, pretty, pretty intriguing and uh, kind of riveting because they also even said that they believed that like extraterrestrials, ghosts, everything that we classify as unknown um, actually exist in our world. It's just on a different dimension, like on a different dimensional plane, which I thought was kind of an intriguing uh Yeah, I've seen that as well. As well. That's kind of what, uh, God, was it Lazar? If you were listening last week, Lazar, I think he said the same thing. Lazar, that, oh, oh. That okay, the okay. aliens are on like an extra dimension, not that, you know, not that they're not here. We don't see them. It's just they're on an extra, a different dimension. And like Rob said, that's kind of an interesting take on it. Cause like nobody ever really questioned that or thought about that throughout life. And I mean, honestly, as human beings, what do we really know about the dimensions? Yeah. And, Nothing. uh, I just, I just looked it up real quick. <laughs> the hellier, uh, H E L L I E R. Um, for anybody that's trying to look it up, um, there is talks of there possibly being a season three. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be, but I would recommend checking it out just from what I looked up just real quick. Um, it looks very interesting, to be honest. I'm going to check it out. And that's on, Am- that's on Amazon Prime? Is that what was said? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Perfect. Yeah, it's on... It's on Prime uh, and Rob, it's also you, on YouTube. Uh, the whole series to... is on there too. On on Prime and YouTube. Okay, perfect. Okay. Now, have you ever gone to investigate and somebody was kind of on the fence, borderline, whether or not they were saw something, didn't see something, felt something, didn't feel something, whatever it may be, um, and then th- you leave and you kind of have proof that something was there and they still just don't believe like they don't believe what they what what you found or what you saw uh yes and no um i i've got the i've got the conversation where they said you know you've only got about 15 seconds of evidence is that enough for you do you feel like sufficient in that and i told him i said really any evidence is good evidence I mean, if I can if I can prove it for 15 seconds that there's something actively intelligent there or like that doesn't isn't explainable and I and no one can explain it away, 
I'm okay with 15 seconds. Um, I, ironically enough, this was in a house where I caught two like visual anomalies and I also got some recordings as well. Um, overall, you know, yeah, it may have accumulated to maybe 15 seconds of evidence, but I felt good about it. Um, I've also been on the other side of the coin, unfortunately, where you have to have the conversation with people who are trying to hoax you or try to basically create mm-hmm. something that isn't there. Mm-hmm. And that's all, unfortunately a very hard conversation to have with a lot of people uh, is because some of these people believe in their in their heart, you know, or in their minds that there's something going on there and they go as far as to create evidence and which is also part of why I have to go through the normal course of approach to debunk it as well and and kind of come back to them and say like hey, you know, I didn't find anything there, you know, that's not to say there is. Also, this is, you know, an editing, you know, situation or this is an app or this is something else that that was used to make this. Um well, Rob, can I uh, bring uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, there's uh, attention here now. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, I want to I want to bring something to you because you may or may not have heard of this already, and this isn't more. This isn't so much ghosts, but you know, go back to when you said you're not a you're not a real man of faith kind of person. And this is kind of crossing that heaven and hell because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are, you know, ghosts are supposed to be demons or spirits from hell, guys, whatever the case may be. Okay. And, you know, talking about evidence and everything else, are you familiar with the, uh, the story? It's a book that a guy wrote called 23 minutes in hell. Yeah. I'm familiar with <laughs> it. <I am. laughs> so I don't know, like, I don't know. I, I I read the book, and like you know, it's interesting as hell. I'll say that. And like, could you imagine? <laughs> no if pun it's intended. Real? No pun intended. If yeah, no pun intended. But if it's real, could you imagine? Like, holy fuck! So you know, it's a premise. You know, a guy goes to sleep one night, and he wakes up in the middle of the night, and he's in hell. And it's not a dream, according to him. You know, this is not a dream. It's a full on mm-hmm. thing. And like just his, the way he describes hell in so much detail, down to the smell, the feelings, the everything else, and like he said, the number one takeaway from hell that he experienced when he was there is the internal feeling of just hopelessness, lost agony, and abandonment, and just like he's like, no matter what you did, like. Your your insides, you could feel it like was not the same. It was gone. Like the way he describes it is just so in depth and very descriptive, and it's it's horrific as shit. But he's like, he's like the thing about it that made it worse to him is the fact that like you didn't know like Jesus or God, like you know, because he's like you know, it's just like those weren't even in his mind. They didn't exist. He never had that thought. It wasn't a thing. And he's the way he described the torture and the agony of it. And then I don't know, at the end of it, all of a sudden he he had a thought of Jesus and he said, he cried out to Jesus. And the next thing you know, 
Jesus took him out of that hell. And he said, like, the way this hmm. paradigm shift of all the feelings and everything at that moment. And he said, you know, Jesus told him, you know, go back, tell people what you saw, tell them the truth, make people know the truth because it's real. But it's like, you know, just that story going along with the belief of ghosts or not demons or whatever. I thought I, it's a good ass fucking story either way. And what was this uh, yeah, called? 20 yeah. mi- 23 minutes in hell? Yeah. So real quick before uh, before oh. Rob answers. Um, I... Dang it, I lost my thought. Um, I, I kind of had a theory on that because I'm not religious whatsoever. Um, me neither. I, I mean... Many people that know me know that I'm the least like, oh, heaven and hell kind of person. Like, I'll, I'll say, okay, like, rest in peace or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. But or some something along those lines. However, um, I'm, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I've had experiences with something along those lines where I'm like, I need to do better. Um, like I've, I've gone through a point in my life where I was like, I was an alcoholic. I try, I've tried committing suicide, uh, quite a few times. I think I've talked about it on this podcast. Um, and during those times, like, I don't know if it was just because I was in that mindset of like, okay, my time is now this needs to end. Um, but I've gone through that kind of, I I've gone through that kind of personal experience where like this, this needs to happen. And, um, I just, something in me is telling me my time's not anytime. Like I'm, I'm not dying anytime soon. It's, it's not happening. So I don't know if it's just like, if it's just like me saying like, okay, like I I know I'm not going to die anytime soon, but over like the last, I want to say year or so, I th- my wife can confirm. Um, I have been so like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like we have to, I, I have to go do something that has to do with like boosting my adrenaline because nothing satisfies me because I've like the day that I met I my wife. I can satisfy you, Cam. Oh, I know you can. What's up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like the day the day that I met my wife was the was two days after I tried ending my own life, and um, for some reason, something inside me was like, "You're not going to die anytime soon. Your time's not now. Like, go live your life." And I like, I've never wanted to go bungee jumping. I've never wanted to go skydiving. I've never wanted to do anything that involves me possibly dying. But after I, after I tried doing like doing what I did, I was like, I need to go do this. This needs Mm -hmm. to happen. Like I need to do something where I'm like, my adrenaline is pumping. My heart is going crazy because I know I'm not going to die. You know, I don't, right. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced something like that where like you've gone, like, I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm like the youngest out of all of us, but, um, 
it's just like I'm 27 and I'm I have five kids and I don't want to die anytime soon. But there's something inside me that's like I'm not going to die anytime soon. So why not go bungee jumping? Why not go skydiving? But I've never wanted to do those things because right. those have terrified me. You know what I mean? Oopsies. Oh, come on. Well, I guess I was uh I was just about to hit him Ooh. with the uh the purge siren and hit him with the rapid five. <laughs> right around, so uh send him well, send him a new invite. Or no, hopefully we can't. It doesn't. I, don't, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to. I think we'll have to end it there. It's about an hour and a half in. Yeah. Um. But you, you, you know, what, well, you know where I'm coming gonna, from, though. Like, have you ever experienced do. something like that? We do. Man, I was gonna hit him with the, the rapid fire. Hiya! Yeah. Oh yeah. Hit him with the hiya! Man, that I was, tell you, this was this was fun. It was. I'm, this I'm was glad a good conversation. I, around. I, I did not, I, I I not expect telling... it to go as well as it did because I, I'm, to be honest, I'm not like I said earlier. I'm not a big. Chris, can you ghost, can you shoot so... him a message real quick for me? Um, can you send him a message saying, "Do not close your browser" because last time I closed my browser, it did not let me upload anything. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'm gonna um, go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up the recording right now anyway, just so it doesn't throw it off like we did with the first Ruffles podcast. Right. Chris is right. on the go.